Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take five. It's the five-minute edition of Take Command, and we're going to try to squeeze a roster projection at offensive line into five minutes. Logan Paulson, uh, I'm Craig Hoffman, uh, usual host of this podcast. You know usual, the, okay. the usual host. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Some One day, someone else might show up. Uh, that is true. Hopefully, it's because we're on vacation. And it's not because they fired us. Okay. All right, uh, here who, we go. Who do we got uh, making this commander's roster at O-line? We obviously did a much larger breakdown in the full edition of the pod yesterday. But, Logan, uh, Leno, check. Yes. Uh, Sadiq, check. Gates, yeah. check. Cosme, check. Wiley, check. Where do we go from there? Yeah, so I think the the, the obvious one for me is Chris Paul. I mean, he's just yep. done a really good job. He's been working at both guard spots, so he feels like your swing guard, right? So let's mm-hmm. write Chris Paul here. And then, and then Cornelius I mean, Lucas right Lucas after him. Swing great. tackle, check, he's check. He's been awesome. Okay, so that's seven. Mm-hmm. And I think th- those guys definitively deserve it. Those are the best seven. Now... The guy that I think we talked about a lot on the on the main pod was Stromberg. I think he has just come on at a really nice way at the right time, showing he can play both center and guard, which I don't think is a good sign for for Larson. I love Larson. I think he had a, he's had a great preseason so far, but I think the flexibility and the dynamic ability to play guard, at least at least so far, you know, it's only been for like a week basically. But I think he's the guy that I would have to say is is playing his way into a larger role in this offense. You worded that really nicely earlier. Yeah, no, I think that's I think that's right. And I think that that's also like a good thing for roster construction because yeah. you can can you keep your numbers to a minimum with some backup guys in the practice squad right. while keeping maximal position flexibility. It's Ron's favorite thing, especially on the O line, for good reason. Because if you keep Stromberg, you now have two backup guards and a backup center. Yeah. So that's three positions in two players. That is yeah. good because that allows you to keep a seventh receiver or fourth tight end or fourth running back or whatever and that fourth or fifth whatever else is going to be a special teams player so that's that's really helpful and beneficial for roster construction uh brayden daniels other rookie fourth round where are we at on him you think think he's on there um so so he's a guy that to me is like um he's ari kwanjo when i was here ari kwanjo was drafted in the third round great dude by the way awesome guy and pretty good football player, but like wasn't ready when he got drafted here, and basically like redshirted his first year. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so he's active, he's he's on the fifty three, but he's inactive every single game day, and that bothered me early on in the process because I felt like he was not playing well. But I do think Braden Daniels is 
playing better and showing signs of life. Um, you know, like he's not, he's not ready to play NFL football yet, but maybe in eight, nine, 10 weeks, he, he continues to develop and is there. Um, I think because he's your uh, fourth round draft pick, you kind of got to go that way. I mean, what do you think about that, Greg? Yeah. I think that's a hundred percent correct. Yeah, yeah. I think, and I honestly, like, I don't have a huge problem with that. If there's one guy on your roster that you're retro, if they had done yeah. it with both dudes, if Stromberg yeah. wasn't ready and Daniels wasn't ready, it's like, what? Who was scouting the O line and why were they allowed to do that? Yeah. Um, but if it's just Daniels, someone's got to be inactive on game day. And I realize you want those spots for injured guys and, and you'd like all your healthy players, but like, hopefully that's not an issue uh, that you have every single inactive spot filled with a, an injured player that sure. you, you can afford a couple of healthy scratches. And at that point, like, yeah, take, take the upside swing and I'm fine with it. Um, not ideal. You wish you dropped a guy in the fourth round, especially yeah. on this team that could help you. But, um, I, I think he makes it cause he's a fourth rounder and, and that's, that's that. So that gets us to how many we're at nine, nine now that's nine right there. And I don't know. Did they keep 10 last year? So I'd have to go back and check. I, I do not have that uh, on me, but I think the other guy that's worth mentioning, uh, but there's a couple other guys that like deserve shout outs, right? Like Mason Brooks had a good camp early, yeah. especially got a lot of, got a lot of love. You know, Montero has been great and is yeah. a really interesting guy. Cause he's played very well at guard and has played tackle for them in the past. But Trent Scott came in to this well. preseason game and played very well he's with the good, ones at right tackle. Camp. He's had a good camp also. It's it's funny. He's a guy that he's technically very sound. He's a little undersized, but like he's consistent. And you know he's not going to like hit it out of the park every time. Like he has some in one-on-ones, you know what I mean? Like he's got some where like he's just physically outmatched, right? But I think he's a he's a good football player. The question is is how good of a football player is he, you know, because they seem to be very guard heavy. They've got Charles, Chris, Cosme, uh, Ricky, right? That's four guys. I don't think you keep another guard. So I, I think that's a great so point. So Larson's, Larson's cooked. I, I kind of feel, I love Larson. I, he's a great guy. He's, he's a good football player. It just, if I'm looking at this, do you keep three centers no. on? No, right? You just can't do it. I think Ricky's the guy. And so to me, I look at it and I say, Daniels can't play tackle in a pinch. Can Chris play tackle? I don't think you want that to happen. So do you keep Foster just as a guy who or Scott? You, you mean Scott? Excuse me, yeah, as yeah. a guy who can play both. Um, he, he can play both tackle spots. And so you say, I don't. In terms of value at the moment, I would say that's probably the way I would go. And then you keep ten. Yeah. I think I think if you keep ten, that's probably the play. I think the question then becomes like, do you keep Montero instead? <laughs> as someone who's played some guard for you and done a really good job in camp, but also has played tackle. Like if he's your fourth emergency, emergency tackle, but also it gives you another option at guard. There's that position flex. The good news is I think both those guys can get the practice squad. I do, yeah. I do not think either one of them is going to be signed. Like would other teams be very happy to have either one of them, in their practice squad. Sure. But I don't think either there's another team out there that's going to be clamoring to get either one of those guys on the practice or on their active roster, which means you can probably get them through and maybe just operate with nine and, and hopefully have both those guys in reserve. And if you have to call them up on a Saturday night, you call them up on a Saturday night. Yeah. And I think the other thing that we, that I forgot at least is like Cosme is a serviceable tackle. So yeah. if, you, oh, for if, sure. if, if you need to like bump Chris into right guard, Cosme can play right. You know, if you need a tackle, like, Cosme's a really good football player. I know he, that's going to be less than ideal for him, but I actually think that that's your group, honestly. Like that, those nine. nine guys, and I think they, I think they try to get um, uh, Scott to the practice squad. I think they try to get Montero to practice squad. I think those other two young guys, Brooks 
and uh, Jones Smith, the guys we've been talking about quite a bit. I think both those guys are practice squad guys, and I think there's your four practice squad guys right there, and maybe Larson if you if you're really feeling really froggy. So five guys on practice squad, which seems like you know kind of holding with tradition. So these nine active, those five to practice squad, and I think you feel pretty gosh darn good about that, honestly. Yep, uh, and we'll see how they play. Uh, this could all change uh, with really good or really poor performances on uh, on Saturday. They'll all be playing, uh, which is yeah. kind of the fun of preseason, and uh, we'll we'll see how that goes, and then do our roster projection next week. Uh, full thoughts on practice and, and kind of the preparation for this final preseason game coming up on the full edition of the pod. We will see you then on Take Command.